0: June twenty seventh. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Acts, chapter 18, verses 1 through 22, where we'll find out about four different people. First of all, the tent maker. All Jewish rabbis had a trade because they did not charge their pupils for their lessons. Paul worked hard to support himself and his associates in their ministry. He also worked so that the unsaved could not accuse him of preaching the gospel just to make money. What sacrifices do we make today to further the gospel? We'll read about the watchman. The image is from the book of Ezekiel. As a faithful watchman, Paul warned sinners of the wrath to come, so his hands were free from their blood. And we'll read about the evangelist. Paul moved next door to the synagogue and kept witnessing He was not one to run away from either the battlefield or the harvest field. The Lord promised, I am with you, a promise he gave to many people and still gives us today. And we'll read about the builder. Paul did not just win souls. He also built a local church by teaching the converts the word of God. In fact, he followed the commission of Matthew. After reporting to his home base in Antioch, Paul revisited some churches to build them up in the faith. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. June twenty seventh, Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 22. Then Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife Priscilla. They had been expelled from Italy as a result of Claudius Caesar's order to deport all Jews from Rome. Paul lived and worked with them, for they were tent makers just as he was. Each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue, trying to convince the Jews and Greeks alike. And after Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul spent his full time preaching and testifying to the Jews, telling them, The Messiah you are looking for is Jesus. But when the Jews opposed him and insulted him, Paul shook the dust from his robe and said, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am innocent. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. After that, he stayed with Titius Justus, a Gentile who worshipped God, and lived next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and all his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also became believers and were baptized one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid, speak out, don't be silent, for I am with you, and no one will harm you, because many people here in this city belong to me. So Paul stayed there for the next year and a half, teaching the word of God. But when Gallio became governor of Achaia, some Jews rose in concerted action against Paul, and brought him before the governor for judgment. They accused Paul of persuading people to worship God in ways that are contrary to the law, But just as Paul started to make his defense, Gallio turned to Paul's accusers and said, Listen, you Jews, if this were a case involving some wrongdoing or a serious crime, I would be obliged to listen to you. But since it is merely a question of words and names and your Jewish laws, you take care of it. I refuse to judge such matters. And he drove them out of the courtroom. The mob had grabbed Sosthenes, the leader of the synagogue, and had beaten him right there in the courtroom. But Gallio paid no attention. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time after that, and then said goodbye to the brothers and sisters, and sailed for the coast of Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. Earlier at Centuria, Paul had shaved his head according to Jewish custom, for he had taken a vow, When they arrived at the port of Ephesus, Paul left the others behind, but while he was there, he went to the synagogue to debate with the Jews. They asked him to stay longer, but he declined, so he left saying, I will come back later, God willing. Then he set sail from Ephesus. The next stop was at the port of Caesarea. From there he went up and visited the church at Jerusalem, and then went back to Antioch.
1: Leave the past behind so you can focus on your future. Die to the past so you can live fully now. You must let go of your past pain, your struggle, your story. Not because it wasn't important, but because your future, your life is more important. You see, you can't change your past. Grudges will never get you where you want to be. Holding on to something you can't change is insanity. Let go of it. So you can live. You see? I could have focused on all that was wrong with my life. I could have played the victim card. I had every right to curse the world for putting me in this position. For placing me in this neighborhood. Why should I rough it out and others live in luxury? Why should I suffer and others live free? Why should I be homeless while others take for granted the roof over their heads? But I believe I needed to see all of that. To go through all of that. To become the human. I am the day. I chose not to be defined by my circumstances. But defined by my attitude towards being my circumstances. Defined by my ability to rise above. Rise above to the races of limitation and life. Rise above lack of ambition around me. Rise above negativity. Rise above everything. You see, I believe God only gives us what we have the strength to overcome. I believe God only gives us what we need to become strong. The pain I've been through. The struggle I've been through. It was all needed for me to be here today. You can't feel for others at rock bottom if you haven't been there yourself. You can't have courage if you haven't had to fight through your fears. You can't have strength if you haven't had to get up time and time again from when life beats you down. You can't have compassion without suffering. You can't help others if you haven't felt helpless. I chose to leave my past behind. I decided my future was more important than holding on, than saying, why me? Why me? No! No! I say try me! Life tested me and I won. Life will be back. Life will test me again. But I now know I have the strength to overcome. You cannot write the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the first one. The first one is no good compared to the rest. You are the author of your story. Don't let others hold the pen. Don't let your past publish your book. This is your story. Be brave when writing your story. Dream big. Know you are strong. So much stronger than you give yourself credit for. Leave the past behind. Plan now. Leave the darkness of your past behind so you can focus on letting in the light of your future. You're bright future.
0: Today we're reading out of Psalm 145, verses 1 through 21. And here David extols the Lord for His greatness, and His grace, and His goodness, and His glory, and His generosity. Hey, if you're having a hard time praising the Lord today, well, this should kind of help you get started. God's people will praise Him forever, so we need to learn to do it day by day. David extols the Lord as an encouragement to others. Members of each generation need to learn to praise the Lord, so your praise is an example and witness to them. Are others growing in their worship because of you? David hears all God's works praising him. Nature takes on new meaning and new beauty when you realize this. When you live a life of praise, you have the Lord's help in every situation because Scripture teaches us that God inhabits the praises of His people. If you stumble, well, He helps you up. If you're hungry, He feeds you. If you call, He draws near. No wonder David blessed the Lord so much. Psalm 145, verses 1 through 21, a psalm of praise of David. I will praise you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day, and I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. His greatness is beyond discovery. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness and they will sing with joy of your righteousness. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to get angry, full of unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will bless you. They will talk together about the glory of your kingdom. They will celebrate examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule generation after generation. The Lord is faithful in all He says. He is gracious in all He does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts up those bent beneath their loads. All eyes look to you for help. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything He does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him sincerely. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love Him, but He destroys the wicked. I WILL PRAISE THE LORD, AND EVERYONE ON EARTH WILL BLESS HIS HOLY NAME, FOREVER AND FOREVER. PROVERBS 18, VERSE 1 A RECLUSE IS SELF-INDULGENT, SNARLING AT EVERY SOUND PRINCIPLE OF CONDUCT.